Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. California. Name Janaya Butler. I like Jenea her so much. I love her. Hasn't been in a while. We got to get her back. And she's a young lady, African American, works in the hip hop community, and and uh, works with uh, young kids in the black community, and is really a very, very good leader. I like her very much. And uh, she came in one day, and we were talking about the new hip hop museum, which is coming to New York next year. There's actually a restaurant on 23rd and Park, and it's called Veronica's with a K that has a little museum upstairs now. But the big one's coming next year. And we started talking about the greatest hip-hop rappers of all time. And my beautiful wife, Danielle, listening right now, and my son, Gabriel, love Tupac. They, uh, as far as they can, but Now, I admit Tupac is more talented than Big E, but I always like Big E. Brooklyn guy, you know, the hypnotized thing, fat guy, banging people like Faith uh, Evans, you know. But I admit Tupac is the most talented. He was a brilliant writer. His songs are great. He could actually act. Poetic justice. He was terrific. He made a bunch of movies. And they're both dead, of course. So uh, so my wife is always playing Tupac in the car, and I get very angry when he says the N-word. And the the ridiculous consensus and misconception is that's okay. Chris Rock could go on stage, and I love Chris Rock. I know you do too, Corey. He says the N-word about a thousand times. Every song Tupac sings, all these guys. I go, if, if, if black people really want this word to go away, stop saying it. So even though I admit Tupac is a tremendous talent, and I love that song, I'm sick of black artists throwing that word around like you and I throw around the New York Knicks, and it's okay. It's not okay. So as soon as I hear the word, I'm like, shut that off. Shut it off. I don't want to hear it. That's every, I'm so that's, sensitive to that. That's every artist today. I know. It, it, well, not Luke Bryant, <laughs> not Jason Aldean, you know. I would play his music for Gabriel when he was a baby, and now he loves him, too. That's Danielle. So, anyway, happy birthday to Tupac, who's uh, long dead. So, coming up on Sunday is Father's Day. You've got a beautiful daughter, Bailey. Now, she's graduating this year, right? No, she, she's going into her senior year. Yeah, this year. She just, yeah. she just finished the semester abroad in Barcelona. In Spain. Yeah, it was fabulous. We she were, loved it? Yeah, she loved it. Because uh, my daughter Ava and uh, Neve, they went to um, uh, Ibiza in Spain. Yes. And but Barcelona's lovely, right? Ba- Barcelona's fabulous. And, and, and Bailey had the opportunity to do a lot of traveling on the weekends to various countries. And I was so so happy for her. Every time I spoke to her, I got a yeah. tear in my eye. Yeah. Because 
I never had that opportunity as a, as a kid. So I was so happy to see. That well, you have a lot of money. I mean, you you're you know like John Katzmatidis. Yeah. I know you love John. Yeah. John is a self-made man. Mm-hmm. Not money as a kid. Right. Now he's worth billions. Same thing with you. Well, I'm not, not there yet on the billions. No, but you've uh, made millions. I made I made I made money. Yes. I've made money yes. along the way. And you did it. You did it. So I know you're you're a humble guy. But, and again, not billions like John, but both very successful people. So I'm, I'm giving you a, a ton of credit. I appreciate it. I, I do know that, um, you know, you, you're a great father, a great father. And and one of the reasons why I think you and I became so friendly way back when was the whole family. Now, since you and I became friends, you married Jessica, lovely girl. Yeah. Uh, you've known Daniela, my kids, uh, forever. Is Bailey going to be home this Sunday? Yeah, she's home. We are, we, she and I are having... Uh... Sunday, we're going to make it lunch, not brunch. She and I are having Sunday lunch together, and then uh, we'll have dinner uh, with my mother and with Jessica and with Bailey. Yeah. And then Monday, I know you're fully aware, is Juneteenth. I'm so fully aware. I people... actually went I went to the bank this morning to take out money for my driver, Gene, and there's a big sign on the front of the bank, closed Close on Monday. Monday. And I get my car, and Gene's a black guy. I go, why are they closed on Monday? What's Monday? And he goes, he's a black guy. He goes, Oh, that ridiculous holiday, 18th. He only called it 10th. I go, oh, my God, that's right. That's it. 19 African-American holidays. Market's and, uh, closed. Everything's closed. They closed the market on that that's day? It. That's it. It's all closed. Wow. I had, a, I had to send out a memo to the, to people in my company, letting yeah. them, reminding them and letting them know that while the office is open 24-7, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's an off day. Uh, so Bailey and I are going to have a lunch again on Monday because nice. she's not working. She's working at um, Kith. The designer brand, K-I-T-H. Danielle would know that. Yeah, Danielle would know that. Ava would know that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Bailey worked there last summer. She's there this summer uh, having a blast. And it's just great. And she's very, very happy being home. She really enjoys working. She, yeah. She gets a kick well, out of working. she's like a father. I yeah. mean, Danielle just texted me. She said, he never had that opportunity. That's why he's so successful. She gave you a compliment, too, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. Love you, too. Yeah. Uh, and Bailey's a lot like you in that respect, which is, which is great. Yes. So I want to get to what you do. Uh, Curtis is coming up in 10 minutes. And he takes every opportunity to hammer you. But don't don't feel bad. Arthur Idala, Joseph Takapina, uh, Brightmore, everybody. Sid, that's Sid uh, Curtis beating me up. Right. That's a badge of honor. A hundred percent honor. He used to do it to me, but now he's scared. I'm going to kick him off the show. So now he's nice to me. Believe me, I know his game. But uh, so he <laughs> says, this Zelnick guy comes in, and uh, Corey is a uh, real estate commercial. You know, you've heard Suzanne Miller. She's got a very popular podcast here. She does the residential stuff. In fact, I saw her in an event a couple of weeks ago. But you're my, my close friend, and, and you're yeah. really successful in this business. But you're on the commercial real estate side. You said to me, look, things are picking up. But I said to you, Corey, you got to be honest. I walk up and down the Upper West Side. Every other store has a for sale sign. Every other store. So which one is it? Are we back? Are we coming back? Are we close? Real estate in New York, commercial, where are we? We're back. We're back. We're back. You sound like Eric Adams. We're back. I'm telling you. See, well, what you know, all this, these stores? Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. All right. Are you yelling right. at me? I feel like you're yelling at me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ca- caffeine kick, caffeine kick. Uh, the, the city is so segmented, okay? The Upper West Side is a problem. It's a problem, child, as far as the city and goes. And why is that, you think? Because your rents are too high or just... The people are too old. And- you know, we, we don't want to get overly political, but we call it the upper left side. Right. Okay? And let's, let's just start there and end there. Okay. All right? There's plenty of people there. The, the, the apartments are filled. There's people with a lot of money that live there. But when you walk along the streets, you know, they have a – the upper west side is a neighborhood with the hotels that house the immigrants, the homeless, and what have you. 
not a good look. Right. They live on the the island that divides Broadway. They build tents and they live there. Not a good look. That's why you live on the east side. That's why I live on the east side. <laughs> Born and raised. And your office is on the east side, <laughs> so you're no dummy. We're staying east. We're staying east. No offense. Right, but, but the east side, I've been told, and you know, John and Margo live there yeah, too. Yeah. I've been told that not nearly as bad as the west side, but there are some for sale signs on no, the no. east side. Oh. First of all, you have to understand how big the city is and how many stores there are and all that. It's never going to be fully occupied. Is that okay? because of the COVID stuff? Because there's just no work here, or because of the mammoth size of the city? Which one? Well, it, it's a combination, right? COVID, the COVID thing has passed, except for Midtown Manhattan. So you got to put the box around the city, a box around Midtown, and say, call it Twenty Third Street to Fifty Seventh Street, Third Avenue to Eighth Avenue, and put a box around it. But everything in the neighborhoods is booming, um, you know, and you can go from high end to low end. Madison Avenue, luxury. 57th Street to 72nd Street. If you go there right now, every store is open, occupied, and being built out for luxury brands. Now, 57th that's, to 72nd. On Madison. That's the highest end. I okay, grant but you. But your uh, store, which is in your building, yeah. which Joseph Abood used for many years, rented from you, that his beautiful store, that's on 49th in Madison. He left like five years ago. It's still vacant. Yes. And, and if we pay attention in class... We recall that a minute ago I said there's a box around Midtown, right? That's a problem. We're not getting the flow of workforce. And then uh, Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan Chase are building a campus. Yep. Okay, they're building a 2 million square foot tower, and then they drop the immigrants at the Roosevelt Hotel a block away, and he goes berserk. You know, you want me here. You want people here. I'm bringing them here. I'm telling them to come to work, and then you do that. You know, the politics – is all over real estate on so many levels. It just they, they hold up people that want to open up new businesses administratively. The the rules and regs. People got to jump through more hoops than you can even imagine. And even the banks open. now. I mean, the banks they're not giving anybody any money. It's very difficult to get money. Well, well that's on an, on a purchasing perspective. But for even okay. from uh, on a leasing perspective, right. it's very very hard to get through this. People want to open up restaurants. They got to file for a liquor license. We get that months and months and months to get approvals. Things like that. I'll tell you who's another burden to the to the expansion of real estate on a daily basis. Con Edison. Con Edison. Con Edison controls this city more than anybody can imagine. More than Eric Adams. Or, more or than Eric. Eric, Eric who? Con Edison controls everything. I have stores that I've done oh, that have built out. They're sitting, built, fully staffed, ready to flip a switch, but Con Ed has gotten their way over to the store to turn them on. So they just haven't gotten there. Panda, are they so you, busy? Panda Express, yeah. yeah. Panda Express built store paying rent for nine months. They can't open because they can't cook. And they paid rent for nine they months. Have, they had no choice. They built their store for free rent. They built their store, and then the rent came due. Can't turn the switch. So now, all of our negotiations on a go forward basis have to include when Con Ed flips the switch. Wow. And nobody controls that landlord or tenant. Huge problem. It's a huge, huge problem. Wow. Yeah. Now, the uh, the village places much downtown in the city. Yep. Uh, Battery Park, we lived there the last four months. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Looks like most of the stores are, in fact, uh, uh, occupied. Uh, Five Die looking pretty good, yes? No. No good. Five no Die, good. no good? They're not coming to work. They're, they're not coming they're to not work. They're not coming to work. There's, I know that after 9-11... A lot of the buildings converted from commercial to residential, which was great. It was a great plus for FIDI. But post-COVID, they're not coming back so fast. Wow. 
Yeah. You Although, got locked down there. Yeah. ESPN is down there now. Right well, on the they're, they're on the sea, in the seaport. So right. That, that's touristy. That's going to draw people. But, but, but they are built. Whole Foods just opened up on Wall Street, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, for the people that live there, but overall, it's slow. You walk, you've walked through the Oculus, of course, every out, day, every yeah, day, right? But if you look at the stores, they're mostly empty. They're mostly mm, empty, not mostly, they, but some are. It, it, I'm some, still waiting for that Dunkin' Donuts. Been opening for seven months, kind of like uh, maybe they're waiting right. for Con Ed too. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't laugh. It's not even a joke. Well, it's one real. of the stores down there, though, in Battery Park, that has brought in an unbelievable amount of of traffic, and I, I imagine revenue too. The reopening of Century 21, that yes. was a big deal, Corey. No, that's a big plus. And, and, and so when, when Curtis comes in here to beat me over the head, yeah. I'm going to remind him that people like Century 21 are coming back. Century 21, as you know, was born and raised in Bay Ridge. Correct. Okay. Is that one still there? No, it's been long gone. Wow. But now they've decided they're doing a whole development. The, the, the Gindy family owns a lot of the real estate there, tearing it down. They're going to rebuild Century 21 and then bring, bring in multiple other retailers to revive it. And so, and I agree, where I agree with Curtis, crime is awful. Homeless is awful. Short run, that's a big problem. But all of these things, the Century 21s and the companies that I'm involved with, they're all long-term thinkers. These are companies that are signing 10- and 15-year leases, well, so they're committed. More. So give me a few more besides Century 21, long-term thinking companies that uh, want to be in New York. A Panda Express, yeah. a Smashburger. There's a company out of the South called Raising Canes. You're going to start to see them everywhere. All what their, do they do? Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Okay. My buddy John, for example, he owns all the buyout bars. Okay. They're popping up, not really in Manhattan residential areas, but right. they're popping up everywhere. You're going to start to see this. People want to eat. People want to be here. People want to be a part of the long-term growth of this city, and it, it's not going to end. There are companies uh, five below where every product is $5, uh, Marshalls, people like that that are taking a cha- an opportunity to take advantage of some real estate. Bed Bath & Beyond, everybody's reading about Bed Bath & Beyond going they're bankrupt. They're done. Yeah. You know what? Every single Ped Bath & Beyond across the country, because retail is amazing across the country, is committed to somebody else already. Every one of them. Every Even single one. Even the one, one by my old address on 89th and Broadway. Every single one will be committed to right. somebody. Before, right. all, all the landlords are waiting for now is to get the keys. Okay. Well, that sets up an interesting discussion coming up with Curtis.